It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Midtown. Well, no, no, no. That's my house. That's the old studios. We're at the Eagle Broadcasting Studios. We're in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Sometimes I get caught in my ways with saying stuff. If you've never listened to us before, basically I'm here every week to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We're, we're usually simulcast on both WFOR, the score, and 14, uh, that's 1400 AM, and WMXI News Radio 98.1. Tonight, we're just on 1400 AM. Later tonight, this will be up on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So be sure you go check us out to the Top Talk. Subscribe, give us a rating and a review, whatnot, show us some love. Uh, I've got an interview with Nick Mullins that I'm going to get into with you guys in a little bit. Big day tomorrow, National Signing Day. The Golden Eagles have a laundry list of prospects that uh, it looks like it's going to be a great day for us. And I really don't know what's going to happen because there's been a lot of surprise commits that just come out of nowhere lately. And, um, you know, it looks like it's starting to kind of come together, but it's going to be one of those things, wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I think tomorrow's going to be a great day for Southern Miss, and you can really tell that we've we've addressed a lot of key areas, particularly up front on the offensive line. We've got a lot, a lot of a lot of size up there, a lot of studs that are going to be able to move some people and hopefully open some running lanes for Edo Smith and everyone behind him on the depth chart. So, going to be a great day tomorrow. They got some signing day parties. If you're in the region, um, come out to the signing day parties. Always a great time. I always enjoy them. I got him here somewhere. Here we go. All right. Tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., this is on Wednesday, February the 1st, they're going to be at Drago's on County Line Road in Jackson, Mississippi. Then in Hattiesburg at Buffalo Wild Wings from 4.30 to 6 p.m. And then in Diaberville at Buffalo Wild Wings from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Also in Spanish Fort, Alabama at Bluegill from 7 to 8.30 p.m. as well. So, go out to the signing day socials. I'll see you out at the one in Hattiesburg. Always a great time. I think Hobson, and most everybody's going to be in Jackson, Hattiesburg, and then they're going to split off. And some are going to go to Diaberville, and some are going to go to Spanish Fort, Alabama. So, if you're in the area, go out, you know, hang out with some Golden Eagle fans. Have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I really, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I've got my list here of commits. We'll go into those in just a little bit, but... Take this, take it with a grain of salt because signing days are always very fluid. I don't think we expect to lose anybody on this list, but you never know what's going to, there's always a surprise. I don't remember a, a signing day where there wasn't some kind of surprise. And sometimes the surprise is that there's no surprises, but usually that's not the case, especially with a coach's second year in. Although I think, I think Jay has a, a pretty nice handle on things. All right. Well, let's talk about my guest today. You may remember him as the quarterback for Southern Miss for the past four years. Nick Mullins. It feels weird saying this, but I am here with former Southern Miss quarterback 
Nick Mullins. How's it going, Nick? Uh, going well. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Is it, is it weird to hear that former Southern Miss quarterback? It makes me miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, just start back to where you came from. You were from the Birmingham area, played your high school ball at, at Spain Park. How did you get involved in the game of football? Oh, wow. Uh, I started football play, or playing football when I was in uh, second grade. Uh, you know, football's pretty big. Uh, where I'm from, uh, Alabama Auburn rivalry, Hoover High School being right there. So I just uh, played it second grade, loved it, and I've uh, been playing ever since. When you got to high school, you know, you started putting up some ridiculous numbers at Spain Park. And of course, your head coach at the time was uh, would go on to become the Southern Miss offensive coordinator in Chip Lindsey. Tell us a little about a little bit about your time at Spain Park. Uh, definitely thankful for where I'm from. Uh, really helped me establish a strong character, great work ethic, and really developed some uh, relationships and it helped me uh, move along to the next level. Still keep in touch with a lot of my friends there, still enjoy going back and uh, threw for a lot of yards, had a lot of really good receivers, and uh, made a lot of memories. So definitely uh, definitely thankful for uh, the Spain Park and Hoover area. You know, when you finished up your senior year, you were named to be the quarterback in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game, and you were named the 2012 Gatorade Alabama Football Player of the Year. What kind of an honor was that? Uh, definitely an honor. You know, you really don't think about postseason awards when you're going to uh, really see those awards kind of start to come in. And after that senior year, it really uh, made me thankful for the opportunities I had to play the game uh, with the teammates that I did. And uh, really just a great year. You know, we made it pretty far deep into the playoffs, uh, made a lot of plays, threw for a lot of yards, scored a lot of touchdowns. And uh, really gave me hope that I could play at the next level. And I was really excited for that uh, next chapter. Well, after your senior year, you know, recruiting's picking up. And you end up committing to a Golden Eagle squad that is coming off the worst collapse in Southern Miss history. Well, in college football history. That is the worst collapse in college football history. What made you decide to commit to be a Golden Eagle? Uh, well, the thing about Southern Miss is um, they've always won. I grew up uh, watching Southern Miss, you know, just well aware of the tradition that they established. Uh, I went to a Southern Miss UAB game when I was a kid. Uh, so I knew what Southern Miss was about. I knew that Southern Miss has always been a good program. So I never really worried about, you know, going to Southern Miss because I knew I wasn't going to a losing program. So uh, having that in my mind and then uh, Coach Munkin and his staff and uh, the recruiting trip met a lot of great guys. And I could see that there was a level of uh, or a foundation that was set for success in the future. Um, obviously, it wasn't easy uh, building it back, but uh, I could see where the program could be taken, and I just wanted to be a part of that. You know, you get uh, you get here your freshman year. There's a lot of excitement around the new coach, but the the wins and losses didn't necessarily go the way that you might have hoped. But as the year went on, you could kind of see that the team didn't have much quit in them, and eventually you became the starting quarterback your true freshman year. Talk to us about that that freshman year at Southern Miss. Uh, yes, sir. It's kind of crazy. It seems like a while ago uh, now after all that we've been through. But uh, it, was a, it was a very uh, trying year, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, you grow up going to college or watching college football. You want to go to bowl games. You want to be real successful. But that freshman year made me stronger. Uh, obviously. Uh, we were not a very good football team, but we knew we could be. You know, I think we had six true freshmen on offense. And uh, anytime you have six true freshmen playing on a college football team uh, in one unit, you're probably not going to be very good. So, uh, But the experience was great. Um, got to play nine of 12 games. Got to start six of them. 
And uh, that experience just kind of helped me grow as a player, get better each and every rep. Um, the more you play, the better you're going to get. And so I think the freshman year experience really helped me later on in my career. And, you know, at the end of that season, Southern Miss has a 23-game losing streak. You were on the team for 11 of those. But it all seems to kind of come together in your hometown against the UAB Blazers. The Golden Eagles coming out of there with a 62-27 to win. Really the first game you got to show a glimpse of what you were truly going to be about in your career. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a great day. That was a great day for Southern Miss. And I think that win really helped us have some sort of sense of um, momentum moving on into the next season. Uh, we did not want to go, in, go into my sophomore year thinking about the losing streak. And so to be able to um, make that happen, get that win against UAB, um, I guess my hometown team, I guess you could say, uh, that was a great day, great day for Southern Miss. Uh, the seniors, they'd been on championship teams, they'd been on losing teams. So for us to really let them end their career with a victory, uh, that was huge. You know, get rid of the streak, let the streak go out the right way, and finally score some points. Man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, defense created turnovers, offense scored touchdowns, and uh, that's what football's supposed to look like. The 2014 season uh, came around your sophomore year. You know, the Golden Eagles won a few more games, but there were some injuries and other things that got in the way of really reaching the team's potential. Talk to us about that sophomore year a little bit. You know, at one point, I think we were close to being like three and three, four and four, no, or three and three. And um, I really did. I really thought we had a chance to be special. Uh, I still think that that to this day. Uh, we were starting to play better uh, as the year went on. Played pretty well at Middle Tennessee. Uh, got a win at North Texas. Obviously, my foot injury um, didn't help much of our season, but just the fact that um, we knew we were getting better. Uh, yeah, we were three and nine. Um, would have liked to be better during that season. I thought we had plenty of opportunities to be better during that season, but you still could get a sense of, all right, we know we're going to be pretty good. Uh, Casey Martin, Mike Thomas got to the program. They're super hard workers. You could tell that things were starting to change a little bit, and uh, that that got us really excited. You know, it really did. Uh, we might have not fulfilled expectations um, as high as we wanted to um, my sophomore year, but the fact that we had a sense of, Things are getting better. Things are getting better. Uh, that was definitely a positive, and I think it really just all built up to uh, my junior year. You know, and going into the junior year, there were some changes that were made. You know, Zach Woodfin was brought in. What kind of an impact did Coach Woodfin have on the program? I think that was a, Coach Woodfin was a huge addition for the program. Uh, just the the man he is uh, off the field and in the weight room. Uh, just super super great at motivating people, uh, leading people, teaching others to lead. Uh, just the influence he had on the program was um, just changing, completely changing. Um, a lot of football, a lot of success is all about the, the mindset, the mindset. And he came in from UAB, uh, did a great job implementing the you know the championship mindset from the start. I mean, as you could tell, that uh, my junior year, we really just clicked, we clicked, we clicked, and it was more of a mental approach than it was physically making plays. Uh, we were confident. Uh, we were confident because we worked so hard before the season even started. Uh, obviously, there was a quarterback competition, so I was working harder than I ever have. And um, so it was just a great uh, collaboration of hard work, uh, trust, and effort all at one time. The offensive numbers that you put up in that junior year are just absolutely ridiculous. 
but it, it helps with some of the people around you. You know, you had guys, you know, you start with your linemen, Cameron, Tom, you know, uh, Price, you had Rashad Hill, but then you have the receivers like Casey Martin and Mike Thomas and then Jalen Rashard and Ito Smith. What was it like having those weapons around you for a, for a change at that point in your career? Uh, yeah, looking back, I mean, you, you list the names that I like that. You're like, wow, we were a very good football team, a very good offense. And I was just lucky to be a part of it. Uh, what you have Rashad, Mike Thomas, Jalen Rashard, all those guys on NFL rosters now, uh, Norman Price, all those guys on NFL roster. Casey Martin should be on an NFL roster. Edo Smith will be on an NFL roster. Cameron Tom will be on an NFL roster. So really, I mean, you've got a lot of great football players that all had one championship mindset, working hard together. You know, we were chasing that championship so hard, and uh, we just worked so well together. We're a great group. Uh, the offensive line, they were great at run blocking and pass blocking. Uh, we were very balanced on offense, and that made my job easy. Anytime you can run the ball, uh makes it easier to throw it. And uh, anytime you got one-on-one and can throw it out to Mike Thomas and let Casey Martin catch and run, uh just makes my job so easy. So uh, the year was great. Uh, one of my most fun years in football, everything really came together. And uh, the makers were really the reason for that. What was it like playing for Coach Munkin? Uh, playing for Coach Munkin was great. You know, he was super energetic, very detailed in what he did. He was very just energetic. Um, yeah, just very energetic, exciting, uh, talked a lot of football. Um, and he really, you know, he had a list of uh, phrases he would always say. And uh, believe it or not, to this day, they still stick with me. And, uh, you know, he really made it known that he cared for you on the field, off the field. Uh, great football coach. I actually was lucky enough to have dinner with him down in Florida uh, last week, and uh, he really helped me develop uh, under Coach Monk. And I grew, grew as a man, grew as a quarterback, uh, grew as a leader. And uh, so I always definitely remember uh, Coach Monk. And I think anybody that talks to him can just feel that energetic vibe that uh, the program really needed and uh, definitely appreciated. You finish off that junior year, and the Gold Eagles win a Conference USA West Championship and get to play in a Conference Championship game. Didn't necessarily finish like the way that that everyone wanted, but you know it certainly was uh, amazing to have that big of a transformation in three years' time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's all. I mean, we definitely would have loved to win a championship. Uh, you know, that's why you play the game. You play to win championships. But the fact that we came so far, uh, got to compete for one play in one, play a great Washington team in the bowl game. Uh, we got nothing to hang our heads about. I mean, it, it was a great year, one of the funnest I've ever been a part of, great team, great people, and uh, really was one of the best years for uh, Southern Miss. You lit up the Huskies in that bowl game. Three hundred, uh, Wait, 25 for 38, passing, 331 yards, two touchdowns. How surreal was it to get to see that same Washington Husky team play in the college football playoffs the next year? Yeah, uh, it's funny you ask. I actually did. You know, that thought was running through my mind. Uh, I know they they have a great defense. I remember their big D lineman. You know, he uh, he gave me stitches in the chin during that game. You know, so they have a lot of great players on defense. Uh, I think their safety's going first round in the draft. So to watch them play this year, and uh, it's kind of it's you're right. It is surreal. Uh, you know, very credit to them. We knew they were going to be good. I mean, they were a six and six team, but. We, they were a very good 6-6 six and six football team, and they were very young. Their quarterback is a true sophomore. So uh, to look back and uh, be able to say we played them, that's definitely uh, something that's pretty cool. You know, as of this recording, it was actually one year ago today, well, one year ago yesterday, when Co- Coach Munkin resigned and took the job at Tampa Bay. 
I, it, it's mm-hmm. it's so much. It, it seems like so long ago. But what was the transition like to Coach Hop, Hopson and staff? Yeah, so the transition was really smooth. Uh, the biggest thing for me was really just getting in and knowing those coaches, uh, knew knowing who I was working with, just kind of feeling out their personalities, their football philosophies, X's and O's, and I uh, really trying to see at what points were we going to be very successful this year. Uh, you know, identifying strengths, identifying weaknesses. And uh, I thought Coach Hoff and Coach Dawson did a great job of coming in and uh, just smoothening that uh, that binding process out. You know, a lot of times you have an older team that might be a little bit more faithful to coach than uh, and not as accepting. And uh, so it was really exciting uh, my spring to really encourage those guys, you know, hey, accept, accept Coach Hoff, you know, accept him, accept him, learn from him, listen to him. And um, – that was awesome to see. You know, it really we really grew together in the spring, uh, continued to grow together in the summer, uh, just molded as a team. Uh, obviously, the senior year, maybe not as um, what satisfying as we might have hoped, but um, just the way that we molded together and the way that Coach Hop motivated us to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. Uh, you know, that's all he's ever going to preach, and that's what we bought into. And uh, so we love Coach Hop, and I think know he's going to do big things in the future for Southern Michigan. Before your senior year, you went to the uh, Manning Passing Academy, and they have a competition called the uh, Aired Out Competition, and you actually tied with the quarterback from Michigan for the for the uh, for first place in that competition. What was that whole experience like? Uh, that was everything I could have asked for. Uh, talk about the ultimate football weekend, you know, teaching younger kids the game. We had a uh, every college counselor was a coach of about a ten ten person team. Uh, I coached eighth graders from all over the country, you know, just coached them how to play quarterback. And then obviously the best quarterbacks in the country, uh, Deshaun Watson, Josh Dobbs, all those guys, uh, to be able to have the opportunity to compete with them, uh, work out, throw with them, really just kind of see where I stood. And uh, that was very exciting. Uh, we had a couple college workouts, obviously. And then just being able to spend time with the Manning family, uh, just trying to get any little tidbit of information I could. Uh, at a time, as um, Eli Payton and Mr. Archie all talked to us, that was one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. Just the ultimate fall weekend. Learned a lot, met a lot of good people, and uh, had a lot of great experiences. Like you mentioned, expectations were high for the senior year. And in the in the first game of the year, you guys go up to Kentucky and overcome a huge deficit, come back in the second half, and win that first game of the year against the Kentucky Wildcats. Tell us about the experience of the victory in Kentucky. Oh, that was a great experience. You know, when they, uh, when Kentucky was on a schedule, you know, you kind of look at those games, you know, those are, those are the kind of games we want. You know, those SEC teams we know we can beat. And, uh, so we were super excited about that game. Uh, we were coming in super confident. Uh, obviously we made a few mistakes early, kind of put ourselves in a hole, but, um, we really just portrayed what Coach Hop always preaches. You know, keep fighting, put your head down, keep working, uh, let the process, uh, run its course. And uh, so that's what we did. We binded together as a team, worked hard, made the plays when they needed to make plays, uh, created turnovers, scored touchdowns. And uh, I mean, you look up, clock at zero, and we're winning at beating Kentucky at Kentucky. Coach Hop told us before the season, you know, every single day, uh, uh, Southern Miss hadn't beat a TC team in 16 years. So let's be that team. And uh, that definitely motivated us. And uh, I'll never forget that game. That was a great game, but a very trying. As the season went along, you suffered some pretty gruesome injuries. Uh, I read about that in the UTSA game. Your thumb ligament came out of your skin. Is that right? 
Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, the uh, like the very top uh, what portion of my thumb. The guy hit it down, and uh, I look. It was pretty gruesome. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I mean, I looked up. I was like, Coach, I broke my thumb. Uh, I was like sticking on the skin, but thankfully it was dislocated, so they popped it back in. And uh, we just gave it all we got in that game. Uh, tough game, you know. The, their offense made a lot of plays, but the fact that uh, we just kept pressing and uh, tried tried to find a way to you know be successful, uh, that's what you got to do. And uh, so I was glad I could overcome that injury as well. You know, as somebody who has seen probably, whether it be televised or recapsing, probably every hit you've taken over your Southern Miss career, you took some shots. You took some, especially that freshman year, you took some ridiculous shots and just got up, shook them off, and just kept going. Just where do you get your toughness from? Oh, well, it's, um, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, I was always told that, you know, just as kind of what I was taught and naturally just, you know, the quarterback reflects the attitude of the team and nobody wants to see somebody just moseying up slow off the ground. Uh, it shows you're weak. So uh, when you get hit, pop right up, uh, play the next play. Not one play affects another. And so if you just get up, play the next play, then uh, everything will take care of itself. So um, I don't really know where I learned it from. I just I guess you can thank my parents for that one. Well, you also suffered a concussion in uh, the game against Charlotte, and you know had had you know those two setbacks kind of took you out a couple of games uh, this season. But you were able to come back full strength, ready to go for the final game of the year. You know, Southern Miss ascendant five and six. You come back, take on uh, Louisiana Tech, who was already penciled in to go to the conference championship, and the Golden Eagles came out there and for the second year in a row just really put it on them. What was the mentality of the team like going into that game? Uh, we just wanted to prove that uh, we weren't done. You know, we we're five and six. Uh, definitely could have folded at that point in time. But the fact that the seniors wanted to finish strong, uh, couldn't ask for a better senior day. You know, last game with the Rock, uh, there's there's no way that we were not succeeding on that day. And uh, that's kind of what we told ourselves going in. There's no way we're not going to win this game. Uh, we were just so confident. And I uh, really just excited to play. You know, I uh, was lucky enough to make it back healthy. I've uh, been thinking about this one game for the previous three weeks because I knew I couldn't play the previous two. And so I was just really excited to get out there and uh, make plays. And that's what we did. Uh, and, you know, and that's what we should have been doing all year long. <laughs> but um, no, it was, it really was, it was a great game, great senior day. Uh, the fact that we just made so many plays, offense and defense play together. Uh, that's what Southern Miss football is all about. And uh, sort of finish the season like we did. Definitely proud of that. Well, of course, uh, a week after the game, it was announced the Golden Eagles would be heading to the New Orleans Bowl to take on the Louis, uh, Louisiana La- I'm calling them Louisiana Lafayette. I don't care. Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. What, what a way to go out in your career. I mean, you had just a, a terrific amount of Southern Miss fans. You get to play kind of in the region. You get to go to a bowl. You get to play in the Superdome on an NFL field. What was that New Orleans Bowl like for Nick Mullins? Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, the best thing about bowl games, you just get to spend more extra time with your teammates. And uh, that's really what I was relishing the whole week. We had, what, uh, two about two weeks to practice um, and just get ready for it. And that was the biggest thing. Uh, we don't have many days left as seniors. So just enjoy every second of it and really just relish the time together. And uh, so to spend time with my teammates and then have the opportunity to play a great Lafayette team in the Superdome, um, have all the fans there, a huge crowd, primetime crowd uh, on ESPN. Uh, I really couldn't ask for a better way to finish out my career. You know, I had a lot of success at Southern Miss, but you know, the one thing I never did was hold up, hold up a trophy. So that's what that's that was my mentality. 
hold up some hardware, bring something back to Southern Miss you're going to be proud of. And uh, so to hold that trophy up after the game, I uh, couldn't be more happy and proud about that. Uh, the team finished strong, fought hard, and uh, finally found success at the end of the season when it mattered most. And uh, so we were definitely proud of that. Well, you get back to Hattiesburg after the bowl game, and shortly thereafter you end up proposing to your longtime girlfriend, Haley, former Southern Miss cheerleader. How did that go down? Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, planning, um, you know, just a couple weeks before, uh, you know, about that time here at Southern Miss. And uh had a little help from the media department. Um, had a nice little uh, interview asking her some questions and uh, needed some pictures for a uh, fake article that they were uh, planning on writing. And uh, so we got to the right spot, dropped the knee and uh, asked her uh, the perfect question. Uh, so it really did. It worked out perfectly and definitely a blessing and I'm uh, definitely excited for the future. Now, I saw your uh, video from Conference USA Media Days where you sang karaoke. Are you going to sing at your own wedding? <laughs> uh, I'll stick to dancing, I guess. Uh, definitely not <laughs> singing. Uh, yeah, they got me on that one. <laughs> you uh, you finished your career at Southern Miss, 928 completions, uh, 11,994 yards. Man, one more pass, man. 87 TDs. Uh, what is it like to hold these records over quarterbacks like Brett Favre, Reggie Collier, Austin Davis, Jeff Kelly? I mean, you got a, you got so a, a ridiculous quarterback lineage here at the university. Uh, it's definitely an honor, uh, definitely an honor and a privilege. Uh, but I'm just thankful I got to walk in their shoes. You know, every day I walked in that locker room, uh, I thought about those guys. You know, uh, the black and gold is sacred. Uh, matters. It means something. And so every time I walked on the field, uh, I just tried to make those guys proud. Uh, they left the legacy, and I was just trying to fulfill that legacy. And uh, so it's definitely an honor, privilege. Uh, but the thing I'm going to remember most is just spending time with my teammates, creating memories, meeting people, and uh, seeing fans out in the stands. You know, I couldn't be more thankful for all the support we had through our four years as we uh, built the program back up. Uh, just really thankful for my experience at Southern Miss. We got to see your heir apparent in a few games this year in Keon Howard. What are your thoughts on the future of uh – not only Keon Howard, but Southern Miss football in general? Uh, big thanks for Southern Miss. Uh, you know, Coach Hopps, he's a great recruiter, and uh, that's the biggest thing. And he knows how to develop his system into a championship program, uh, if that makes sense. Signing day's coming up, and uh, he's really excited about getting his players in there and developing them, working them hard, and uh, as well as the guys we already have. I mean, if you look at next year, there's plenty, uh, plenty of guys coming back, plenty of leaders coming back for uh, Southern Miss to do big things. Uh, Keon, I love working with Keon. Uh, you'll never see a kid smile more than Keon does. And, uh, I think people are going to gravitate towards that. And, uh, he's got all the chances in the world to grow. Uh, he's got a lot stronger arm than me, can run a lot better than me, uh, be a lot smarter than I am. And, uh, so I'm really excited to see him grow. Uh, I became like a little brother over the season. Uh, we were roommates, uh, on the road. Uh, so we grew pretty close. And, uh, so I'll definitely be here to help him. And I can't wait to see where he takes the program. Uh, you know, it's going to be a team effort and uh, plenty of playmakers. Uh, expect big things out of Staggers next year. You know, Edo is one of our best friends. I'm talking to him every day. Uh, don't, don't let a day slip by because uh, you're going to miss it. And uh, so I'm definitely excited. And I'm excited to come watch a Southern Miss football game. Uh, my first, I never, I've never been to a Southern Miss football game. I've only played in them. So I'm super excited to come back and uh, watch the 2017 Golden Eagles. You just got back uh, last weekend from the East-West Shrine game. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was a great experience. You know, all the guys down there were really cool. 
Uh, that was kind of the biggest thing. You know, everybody's trying to, at that point, almost become selfish because you're trying to show out and, uh, you know, prove to the scouts that you're the best player, that you're the best player. But uh, everybody is really cool. And so that was one cool experience. But it was also a great opportunity to go shine for the scouts. You know, uh, hopefully somebody noticed me. I think we had, what, three really important days of practice. Uh, the fourth, there were some scouts there. And that was just the whole opportunity to uh, show the scouts that I'm good enough to play at the next level. Uh, it's definitely exciting and uh, very fun. I uh, got to help out at the Shriners Hospital, uh, make kids smile, and uh, play football while I was at it. So a uh, great experience and uh, definitely glad I got to do that. I think it will help me out in the long run. It seemed like they had way too many quarterbacks in that game. I mean, you got to, I mean, everybody, nobody got to play a lot, but from what I read on social media, it seemed like this, you had some of the scouts raving about you. So hopefully that'll pay dividends in the future. What are you doing now to prepare for the NFL draft? Uh, the biggest thing now is just, um, getting your pro day numbers right. Uh, pro day is March 20th at Southern Miss. Uh, super excited about it. Um, I'm training up here in Jackson or Madison actually in uh stack performance. And uh, really just trying to get strong, get fast, really prove that I can play at the next level, uh, doing a lot of quarterback drills, uh, really showing that I have a strong arm, um, definitely showing that I can just play with the best. And uh, that's really what it's all about. Pro is going to be a big day. Uh, really got to be smooth, got to complete a lot of passes, and uh, hopefully just get my chance. Uh, and that's really all I want. I don't really care how I get there, drafted, signed as a free agent, uh, after a tryout. I don't care how I get there. I just want an opportunity to uh, show I can compete. And uh, that's what I'm working towards. You know, I think it's kind of a dumb question when people ask, you know, what team do you want to go to? Because obviously you just want to get in the league and you'll be happy with wherever you can go. But did you have a favorite NFL team growing up? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I've actually been asked that question a couple times. And uh, I've kind of thought about it. I'm definitely going to be thankful for wherever wherever I end up. Uh, any opportunity to play in the NFL would be a blessing. Uh, I grew up watching Michael Vick and the Atlanta Falcons. So right, I, um, I got to go. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I got to, when I got to Hattiesburg, I didn't realize I was in Saints country, and then bam, it hit me. But um, <laughs> you know, Birmingham's two hours from Atlanta, so that was kind of my hometown team, I guess you could say. Any opportunity in NFL would be a true blessing. Were the quarterbacks you kind of were there any quarterbacks you modeled your game after at all? Uh, growing up, I was watching Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Uh, those are the two guys, just ultimate quarterbacks. Everything about them on the field, off the field. Uh, the way they handle themselves, uh, the way they make plays, the way they score points, throw touchdowns, make accurate passes. I was lucky enough to grow up in their era of uh, playing. Uh, just watch those guys to a great extent. And I uh, definitely try to be like those guys, uh, the best in the game for sure. Now, you, you're down here. You've been in Hattiesburg you know, for a couple of years now. Have you had any interactions with Brett Favre? Um, met him two or three times. Um, been around him four or five. Uh, he spoke to us before the Mississippi State game two years ago. And he said something that kind of stuck with me. And he said, no matter how many people are in the stands, the only thing that matters is uh, what happens between those lines. Uh, there can be five people or 50,000 people in the stands. It really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is if you're doing your job and uh, having fun playing football. And uh, so I definitely uh, kept that piece of information with me. Got to throw with him in the summer. Got to pick his brain a little bit, and that was awesome. That was an awesome opportunity, and uh, he can definitely throw it. Uh, I'd love to have an arm strong as his. Well, Nick, pleasure talking to you today. Uh, I gotta say, man, you're, you're certainly a fan favorite. You're gonna go down as a legend, man. I mean, bringing Southern Miss back from where it was to where it is now, 
And and the way you've done it, the class you've shown, the toughness, I mean, you're the epitome of a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. We really appreciate everything that you've brought to Hattiesburg. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Uh, just thank you. You know, I've kind of been thinking that um, as the season got over, uh, I couldn't have done it without the fans, without the administration, not without the support. Uh, you guys really made it fun to wear the black and gold. I think we led the conference in attendance two years in a row. Uh, you know, everywhere we go around town, hey, good luck this weekend. Uh, you're going to do great. Good luck. Good luck. Good to see you. Uh, and that means something. Uh, believe it or not, it really does. Uh, every fan day I look forward to. Uh, and I hope I got to meet as many people as I could because uh, it's a blessing to meet new people and uh, see all the support that we really do have. And uh, I look forward to meeting more people. Uh, just being around the Southern Miss community, I think it's definitely important to uh, help out as an alum right now. And uh, so I just thank you for everything. And uh, God bless the Golden Eagle Nation. All right, welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Big day tomorrow. It's National Signing Day. Should be a great day for the Golden Eagles and the Golden Eagle Nation. All right, Steely Dan, keeping it going. (laughs) Um, Excuse me, we had a couple of uh, new commits this past weekend. One of them kind of came out of nowhere. A cornerback out of Fort White High School in Fort White, Florida. His name is Shannon Showers. His father... Uh, Shea Showers played for the Florida Gators back in the day. Uh, he's a 6'1", 165-pound cornerback. So, uh, you know, that's a position that the Golden Eagles are going to have to address the next few years with a lot of the attrition that we've got coming on in the secondary. A lot of the guys back there in the safety and uh, cornerback position as well as the nickelback are uh, upcoming seniors. So, going to need a lot of depth there in the secondary. Also, flipped a uh, another athlete. I think he projects as a cornerback as well, although I think he could play receiver. Chris Reed, a 5'11", 178-pound athlete from Lawton Childs High School in Tallahassee, Florida. Flip from Tulane. Uh, Rival Scout and 24-7 all have him listed as a consensus two-star. But a lot of athletic ability out of him. So a great pickup for the Golden Eagles over the weekend. Here are some of the current commits that have yet to sign. Quarterback Steven Anderson, a 6'3", 236-pound Quarterback. Why do I say both? Why do I say quarterback in the tournament? I say quarterback again. Out of Sewanee High School in Live Oak, Florida. Uh, Rivals has him as a two-star. 24-7 in ESPN have him as a three-star. Usually Rivals and Scout are your more trusted sources. I figured I'd give you a lot, you guys a little variety with what everybody was saying about this kid. But he's got a cannon for an arm. What I heard in particular about him was that, you know, if he has the potential to be a stud. I mean, a big body. 6'3", 236 pounds. It's a, it's a mammoth quarterback. Um, cannon for an arm, so looking forward to seeing him in the black and gold. We also, also, Marcelo Rodriguez, a 6'2", 200-pound quarterback out of Christopher Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. One of the earlier quarterback commits in this class, one of the earlier commits in this class. He's, you know, been a guy that you, you can see on Twitter talking about the Golden Eagles all the time, uh, out recruiting some of the folks that are considering Southern Miss. So he just kind of has that Southern Miss mentality about him. At the running back position, Darius Mayberry, a 5'9", 175-pound running back from Clinton High School in Clinton, Mississippi. Uh, Rivals has him as a two-star scout, 24-7 ESPN, have him as a three-star. Just a really shifty, speedy running back. Uh, kind of fills that, you know, the all-purpose back kind of uh, void back there as well. Uh, but I think he's a steal. He, he really made some noise for Clinton this year. And given some of the other – you know, stud athletes that he had that are on that team for him to be able to stand out was just tremendous. 
Uh, there's another running back as well. I'm not really sure, but I'm hearing that that he is going to sign tomorrow. I didn't wasn't really sure. hadn't heard much out out of him out as of uh, as of late. But uh, former Bassfield running back to Roderick Daniels, 5'9", 180 pounds out of Gulf, Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, he was a, a really you know one of the fastest backs in the state this year, and you know he also is going to come in and kind of fill an, an all purpose need. But you know when he was at at uh, Bassfield, I mean, he was just toting the rock, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, pound for pound, just, just a, a really a stud running back. Uh, if he hadn't gotten hurt in high school, I think he might've had some, some more opportunities. Um, but went to, went to Perk, uh, had a great career there, uh, really showed out at some camps this summer and got the offer. So, you know, until this week, hadn't heard much out of him lately. Wasn't really sure if he was going to be on board or not, but it looks like he's going to be here. Uh, another wide receiver, Tim Jones, 6'2", 202 pounds, out of Biloxi High School in Biloxi, Mississippi. Consensus three-star across the board. One of the best wide receiver prospects in the state. Travion Clayton, 6'3", 235, 5-pound offensive lineman out of Bakersfield, ba- oh, excuse me, Baker County Senior High School in Glen St. Mary, Florida. Uh, you know, ranked a two-star, three-star among the different services. Jimmy Terry. Uh, I believe he's going to project to be a guard, if I'm not mistaken. 6'3", 330 pounds, out of Tyler Junior College in Tyler, Texas. Originally from Madison Central, you know, two-star, three-star. He was a guy that when he originally went to college, he went to Louisville, showed up, I think, about 400 pounds. Lost a lot of that weight, got some quickness with him, can can move some guys on the front. So it's really good seeing those big uglies coming on board. On the defensive line, uh, Antonio Moultrie. He is a 6'3", 260-pound uh, defensive lineman <laughs> out of West Florida High School in Pensacola, Florida. He was on campus a few weeks back. Uh, Taj Sykes, a defensive tackle, 6'3", 262 pounds, Columbus High School out of Columbus, Mississippi. You know, he's a guy that that really stood out in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game, uh, you know, beating the lineman off the ball. He, he looks like he's got the potential to be a stud. Linebacker Freddie Hartz, he was the first commit out of this year's signing class. Shortly after signing, it may have been on signing day. It was right there around signing day when he committed last year. 6'2", 242 from Morton High School, a consensus three-star. Coming into the year, he had offers from Ole Miss, Alabama. Chose to be a Golden Eagle, stuck with his commitment. So, uh, you know, maybe he's going to be the next in line to be the next great Southern Miss linebacker, the Rod Davises, you know, the T.J. Slaughters, the Marshant Kennys, those guys. Maybe he'll be the next – Next guy in line for that, Gerald McGrath. I could go on and on. Another linebacker out of Meridian High School, Chantrell Latham, 6'2", 195 pounds. Uh, Rivals and Scout, 24-7, have him as a two-star. ESPN has him as a three-star. Made some noise up there in Meridian this year. Defensive back, Tyler Barnes, 5'10", 185 pounds out of Diabraville High School in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, another defensive back, this was a, a more recent commit, Emmanuel Dabney out of Callaway High School, 6'1", 168 pounds. Rival Scout and 24-7 has, have him as a three-star. ESPN has him as a four-star. The recently flipped, uh, another defensive back, this one out of Pearl River Community College by way of George County High School in Loosedale, Mississippi. Tyler Jack uh, flipped from the Troy Trojans, 5'9", 175 pounds, going to come in and, and provide that depth. May even see the, see the field as a nickel or a corner starting out this season. Uh, kicker, Briggs Bourgeois. How do you say that? 
Bourgeois, I, it's another one of those Louisiana names. I'm not great with these. <laughs> Six foot, 183 pound kicker out of St. Amant High School in St. Amant, Louisiana. And then athlete Bubba Flood, I think he projects kind of as a uh, slot receiver. You know, another all-purpose bag. 5'9", 165 pounds out of Okeechobee, Florida. Uh, Rival Scout 24-7 have, have him as a two-star. ESPN has him as a three-star. Really, really a, a speedy back and, uh, you know, looks to be a guy that can Kind of makes a noise on the field for the Golden Eagles next year. Or if they redshirt him. Well, what, what's wrong with me tonight? On campus already, we have a few um, few guys that, that, you know, signed mid-year or, you know, uh, some of the cases, uh, a high schooler who came to campus early. Um, this is a recent commit, actually. This is a guy that was on been on campus. We didn't even know about him. Justice Satterfield, a 6'3", 295-pound offensive guard out of Coffeyville Community College in Coffeyville, Kansas. Just showed up out of nowhere. Uh, another offensive tackle, uh, Woodleyson uh, Alcius. I'll tell you, I'm terrible at this. 6'4", 300 pounds, North Miami Beach, Miami, Florida. He was a guy that everybody kind of thought they that he was going to be their sleeper. They, you know, Everybody thought they had him hit down there. We did. We obviously got him to come here. So looking forward to seeing the big hoss on campus. Also, Delman Landry, 6'4", 305-pound defensive tackle from Southwest Community College, and wide receiver Trevor Terry, 6'1", 185 wide receiver out of Jones Junior College right here on campus. We're coming up to a break. We'll come right back. We're going to talk more recruiting, and we're going to get into everything else as well. Come right back to us right here on The Score, 1400 AM. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. We've been talking signing day, the big day tomorrow, February the 1st. We're going to find out who the new Golden Eagles are going to be for the 2017 class. There's a couple of guys I didn't mention that are on the commit list, and, and these are guys that have kind of been a little iffy about, not not 100% confirmed either way on either of these, at least I'm not. Uh, defensive tackle Andrew Cole, a 6'5", 285-pound Defensive tackle from Fayette Ware High School in Somerville, Tennessee. He is, I believe he came on a visit this weekend. So he may be, he may still be good to go. But like I said, not 100% on that one, but it seems like he's good. There's another kid, uh, Robert Reeves, a 6'1", 190-pound linebacker. Consensus, well, Rivals has him a two-star. Everybody else has him a three-star. Pensacola, Florida. Uh, not really sure what's happening with Robert Reeves, but um, I don't know if he's come on a visit or not, but... He's one of the ones that he, it's a little iffy on where he's at, I think. But I could be wrong. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. This could go either way with a lot of these. A couple of uh, recruits I want to mention because these are guys that could potentially be Golden Eagles tomorrow. If you were listening in the last hour on the sport on the Pine Belt Sports Drive, Lanny was was talking about some of these. So I'm going to mention them as well. The one that everybody's really kind of keeping an eye out on is Paul Gaynor, a 6'3", 270-pound offensive lineman, Gautier High School, Gautier, Mississippi. Originally, he had committed to Mississippi State. Um, since then, he's not committed, took visits to USM and Tulane. That's who it's going to come down to tomorrow. He's a consensus three-star, kind of would be the the icing on the cake, or the cherry on top, whatever your dessert of choice is. He would really, really complete this signing class. So, Hope, hoping he's going to be a Golden Eagle. It's looking promising. There was another uh, kid earlier this week, Jacob Shoemaker, 6'2", 306-pound offensive lineman. Really made some waves at the Mississippi All-Star, Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game as well out of Harrison Central. He uh, 
you know, Southern Miss, I think, gave him a gray shirt offer, but he decided that he's going to stick with his commitment to Gulf Coast Community College. He could be here in the future, but with him committing, you know, reaffirming his commitment to Perk, uh, it kind of sounds like we may have that last offensive lineman spot sewed up. Lamarck Davis, he is a 6'3", 175-pound defensive back. I think he projects as a safety. Mansfield, Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas. Uh, you know, he kind of fills a void that we've got back then in the secondary. But with all of the recent defensive back commits, I'm not sure how we're going to shake out there. But he'd be a great get if it were to happen. Another uh, athlete, I think he projects as a wide receiver, Jalon Adams, 5'10", 170, 170 pounds. I think it's going to come down to uh, Southern Miss and Missouri although there are some other schools in the mix, I think Indiana and Illinois. So those are a couple of guys you may want to watch out for, as well as another, I think he's a projects as a cornerback, maybe a safety. Wydell Flott, he is out of uh, Saraland High School in Alabama. The other day, he reaffirmed his commitment to South Alabama, and then like the day after that, he said, I'm opening it back up. So he visited FAU over the weekend, um, you know, Lane Kiffin's pitch wasn't enough to sway him. And if you saw Lane Kiffin's recruiting video, you could probably understand why. So, and there's probably some more names out there I don't even know about. I mean, it seems like every signing day weekend or every recruiting weekend we've had thus far in Jay Hobson's tenure, there's just been a surprise commit out of nowhere. Like, where did this guy come from? I didn't even know we were recruiting him. Nobody did. That's the magic of, um, that's the magic of uh, recruiting season. The Southern Miss football schedule was released this week, kind of shaping up, kind of as we figured. Uh, the Golden Eagles have home games against Kentucky, Southern, North Texas, uh, UTEP, UAB, as well as Charlotte. We played Charlotte two years in a row. Don't ask me how that happened. And the Golden Eagles go on the road and take on Louisiana Monroe. That's a good. That's a good a trip that we can make. UTSA again at Louisiana Tech at Tennessee at the Volunteers. So uh, I guess our new uh, new AD there, Johnny, gets to go back, gets to go home, say hey to everybody. Also, we're at Rice and at Marshall. So the, this, the schedule's shaping out. They should have season tickets on sale soon. Also, Pro Day will be March the 20th here on campus at Southern Miss. And it was announced on Twitter this week that tight end Taylor Marini would be leaving the Golden Eagle program. Baseball news this week. Fan Day. At the Pete on February the 4th. Go to southernmiss.com and check out all the info before baseball kicks off on Friday, February the 17th. We're hosting New Northeastern, a three-game series starting on that day, the 17th at 4 p.m. Softball kicks off next week, February the 9th at McNeese State at 6 p.m. We'll get into that a little more next week. Men's basketball. Tough week for the Golden Eagles this week. Uh, Thursday. January 26th, fall to Middle Tennessee State, 72-56. to Then on Saturday, we fall to UAB, 87-43. to The Golden Eagles now sit at 6-15 overall, 3-6 in Conference USA. This Thursday, the Golden Eagles are at home. February 2nd, we'll be taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd at 7 p.m. Then on Saturday, February the 4th, it's Pine Belt Recovery Day. Tickets are $10 and will allow you to entry to three games at 1 p.m. 
The William Carey men take on Faulkner University. At 4 p.m., the Southern Miss men take on Western Kentucky. At 6.30 p.m., the William Carey women take on Faulkner University. All of the proceeds will go to disaster recovery. William Carey's gym was devastated. I think this is an amazing event, and I'm really proud of the way Southern Miss has stepped up and supported the William Carey community. I mean, they were here for us. We're going to be here for them. I think it's great. A great opportunity for everybody in Hattiesburg to come out, not only support the Crusaders, but support the Golden Eagles against the uh, hated Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back to you with more To The Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk for the final countdown, apparently. Let's get to women's basketball before we shut it down. This past Thursday, January 26th, the Golden Eagle women, 81, Middle Tennessee State, 61. And this past Saturday, which was Kay James Day, they had an awesome ceremony. A lot of old players uh, came back for that. Southern Miss, 64, UAB, 59. The Lady Eagles now sit at 13-8. They are 3-4 in Conference USA. On Thursday, February the 2nd, that's this Thursday, they will be at Marshall at 5 p.m. Then on Saturday, February 4th, they will be at Western Kentucky at 2.05 p.m. All right, now let's shut it down. I got to everybody today. You got to be proud. I tried to get everybody in this time. Talk a little bit about everybody, and we did just that. Shout out to my guest tonight, Nick Mullins. You can follow him on Twitter, at Nick Mullins. You can follow us on Twitter, at To The Top Talk. You can follow me, at Jamie underscore Arrington. On Facebook as well, To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, The Score 1400, WMXI. Next comedy show coming up is going to be Louis Katz. You may have seen him on Comedy Central, HBO, Fallon. He's going to be at the Thirsty Hippo. Friday, February 25th at 8 p.m. Tickets are $10 and will be available at the door. He's a amazing comic. Also, Tideberry's new book. I've been telling you guys about this for weeks. It's called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, one of the best comics out there. He's a, he's a, he's a legend. That's coming out on March 14th. You may have seen him. He finished in the quarterfinals on Roast Battle 2 on Comedy Central this past weekend. All right. We made it through it. Check out uh, the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Give us a review. Share with your Southern Miss friends. Get the word out. Let's let's spread some some Golden Eagle propaganda out there in the in the country. Not just Mississippi, not just South Mississippi. Get it out to all your Golden Eagle friends around the country. Get it to the enemies as well. <laughs> Looking forward to tomorrow. It's always an exciting day. Signing day is always exciting. You know, it's always good to finally get these guys. You know, they've been committed, but it's good to get that signature down and really get them committed to the program. Always cool. I always enjoy hearing the coaches tell stories about their exploits on the recruiting trail as well as a little bit about the the players that you may or may not know because for most of us, we can watch videos on Huddle. We can watch them on the recruiting sites. We can watch them on YouTube. But, you know, I'm not a recruiting expert by any means, and I always like to hear 
you know, how the coaches evaluate these guys, what they see, and how they're going to fit into the program. And you'll get to do just that if you're going to any of the signing day parties, which are going to take place in Jackson at Drago's on County Line Road at 11.30, in Hattiesburg at Buffalo Wild Wings at 4.30, in Diaberville at Buffalo Wild Wings at 7 p.m., and at Blue Gill in Spanish Fort, Alabama at 7 p.m. as well. Special thanks to everybody who came out to my show the other night, Comedic Relief at Brewski's. We raised uh, $635 that went to the Pine Belt Disaster Fund, funds that stay right here in the local area. That was a a show we threw together in three days. You guys showed up and showed out. Much appreciated. Shout out to the entire community of the Pine Belt for what you've done for for, for your neighbors the past few weeks. That's going to do it for To The Top Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.